Hi, welcome to Bite Size Bible Studies. I'm Luke Greatless, and tonight we're spending just a few minutes together in God's Word with the hope that it activates our minds, touch our hearts, and hopefully starts to transform our souls, which if you look around the country right now, we all need some soul transformation. We all need to look a little bit more like Christ. Uh, we definitely need His light. We need His love. Um, we're going to be looking at two different passages tonight. And so if you want to grab your Bibles, we'll be flipping to Acts, and we're going to be in Acts first. And uh, in Acts, we're going to be in Acts chapter 5, looking at verse 27. And then we're going to flip from there and look at a passage in Matthew. And both of these passages have uh, kind of the same gist to them, which, which is a focus and kind of a challenge to Christians on who are you more concerned with pleasing than life. And, and the reason I'm talking about this today is I've seen over the last two days this, this fear that people have about making sure they look right to other human beings. Right? When a topic like racism comes up, everybody gets nervous because they want to make sure they say the right thing, that they, they make sure people know where they stand, they want to make sure that people can, can try to see their hearts. And especially nowadays where so much of our lives happens on social media, and especially right now where we're in quarantine and, and so much of our interactions are digital now, I have seen so many people stressed, fearful, and worried about what people's perception of them are. I have watched people on Facebook and Instagram try to list out their resumes to try to explain how they're not racist. I've seen people um, share content left and right to make sure that, that people know where they stand. And you know what I've seen? Almost nobody's getting it right. And what I mean by that is the world's never happy with what you have to say. Uh, give you an example. I saw a celebrity yesterday who, you know, participated in Blackout Tuesday, uh, posted a blackout screen, hashtag the right way, wanted to make sure people knew where she stood. But because she didn't use exactly the right hashtag and because she used a filter on the picture, she got attacked for that. Uh, you see today, uh, people who, like Drew Brees, uh, gets on TV, talks about his love for the American flag, talks about how he'll stand for the flag because it means something to him. And immediately, without him ever in that conversation talking about racism or any of the other things happening in this country, just specifically talking about the flag, you immediately saw millions of people flock to attack him and make assumptions about his character and who he is, not based on what he said, but based on what he didn't say. And if you just spend five minutes on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, you will realize this is the truth. You can never be good enough for man. If you are trying to make it so that man is pleased with you, you will always, always, always fail. Because the measurement stick always moves. And because there is so little grace or love that motivates our judgments of each other. So often when we come to judging each other, we are doing it with a negative view to try to see who rack and stacks where. And sadly, over the last few days, not only have I seen everybody participating in this, but I've seen Christians as well getting sucked into this. And I think it's at times like this that we have to remember 
Yes, we want to have a good reputation. Yes, we want people to see that we are loving, that we are kind, and that we are serving a good God. But we can never get confused in the pursuit of being the light in the midst of darkness that it's more important what people think about us than what God thinks about us. We've got to make sure that our first and foremost push, our first and foremost desire is to make sure that we are serving God right and that we are pleasing God in the way that we live our lives. And what's so beautiful about when you make God the king of your life and you make the focus of your life trying to please him is that God knows you through and through, right? God knows the resume. And not only does God know the resume, but he also knows your heart. He also knows your actions. He also knows your thoughts. And I've always found that so comforting in that, yes, that means he knows the ugly, but I already know that God died for my ugly, right? I already know that God knew every sin I've ever committed and he died for those. So the fear I've ever had about him judging my sin has been alleviated by the fact that I know he already paid the price for my sin. And so I take comfort in the fact that God often knows my heart and my mind because I can tell you this as a broken person, there have been many moments in my life where my motives and intentions and desires were pure. But I'm such a mess up that my execution still ended up hurting people around me. And in those moments, I've been so frustrated where you're like, man, I just wish people could know my heart. I just wish they could know what I was, what I was trying to do. And I've always found peace in that with God, I don't have to have that concern. He knows my heart. He knows who I am. He knows what's important to me. He knows how I'm trying to grow. He knows how I'm trying to change. And so my urge to you, brothers and sisters, as we look at these two passages is, one, make sure that you're not allowing, especially with the growth of digital in our lives, that you're not making the applause of man and the the way that man views you more important than the way God views you. I see so many of us just spend so much time and effort trying to make sure the world sees us in the right light. And yet, do we do the same to go, am I giving that same kind of effort to make sure God sees me right? And so I want to give you two passages to look at. The first is in Acts chapter 5, verse 27. Um, Paul has been preaching. And he has been preaching. Paul has been preaching, and Paul has been preaching the word of God. And everywhere he goes and, and everywhere he preaches, and I'm sorry, Peter, uh, I'm not talking about Paul, I'm talking about Peter. Everywhere Peter goes, he's met with resistance. And one of the regular things he's run into is the Pharisees and the Sadducees trying to stop him from preaching. And in Acts chapter 5, verse 27, we get this beautiful exchange with him before the high council. So the council has beat him, jailed him. They pull him in and they say, and when they had brought them, they set him before the council and the high priest questioned them saying, we strictly charged you not to teach in this name. Yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. I love that. We must obey God rather than men. 
The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed, by hanging him on a tree, and God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of our sins. So, brothers and sisters, what I love about this is here's Paul. Or I'm sorry, here's Peter. I don't know why I keep saying Paul. Here's Peter. And Peter is facing the full brunt of man's judgment. And it's not toothless, right? Peter's not standing in front of a group that will just give him a thumbs down or a dislike or they'll unfollow him, right? No, Peter is standing in front of men who could kill him, men who could ruin him financially, men who could hurt his family, hurt people, right? These people have significant power. And Peter says, I'm not here to please you. I am here to obey my Lord and do his bidding. Man, that's the kind of focus we need more of because brothers and sisters, to be honest, right? I think especially nowadays where you're, where you're looking at so much of people talking about racism and how can we change and how can we be better? You know how I can be better? Stop trying to be a best version of you and be more focused on trying to please not man in his standard, but pleasing God in his standard. Right? If more of us were, were, were sitting here over the last few days, not focused on, did I post the right thing? Do I have the right picture? Do I have the right hashtag? Can, can I list my ra- racial resume for you to let you know where I stand? If more of us were in this moment going, I'm going to live the way that the Lord Jesus Christ lived. I am going to show sacrificial love. I am going to love the way he did, where he didn't look at people by the standards of the world. He looked at their spirit and their soul. If more of us would live like that, we would actually see the change everybody's talking about. And as Christians, we have to make that our focus, that we are living for the Lord and not for the approval of man. This is talked about also in Matthew. In Matthew chapter 10, we see a similar conversation. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 26, it says, So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the crown apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge before my father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny him before my Father who is in heaven. And so, brothers and sisters, I know all of us are sitting here over the last few days trying to make sure that we're socially aware and that we are perceived in the right light by our peers. But my urge to you as a Christian is focus less on being seen right in the eyes of your fellow man and focus more on being seen right in the eyes of God. Because every single step you take closer to God, every single step you take closer to his nature, I guarantee you 
that will mean that you will actually not just be perceived as good to the world, but you will be good to the world. Right? When you read scripture, God promises us, if we are one of his children, that he plants in us the spirit of God the Father. And what are the fruits of the Spirit? It is love, it is joy, it is peace, it is patience, it is kindness, it is goodness, it is faithfulness, it is gentleness, it is self-control. And so brothers and sisters, yes, it's good that your people around you see goodness in you, but it is more important that God the Father that knows your mind, knows your heart, that he sees that you are working and you are moving and you are striving to be right with him. Brothers and sisters, the, 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 the fires we see all around this country, and I'm not talking about the real ones, I'm talking about the emotional ones, the spiritual ones, they can't be solved by policies. They can't be solved by laws. They will be solved by new hearts. They will be solved by true sacrificial love and if you want to know who can give new hearts if you want to know who has shown sacrificial love it is no man it is jesus christ the son of god and so that's my urge to you that's my my prayer for you is that each day you take even if it's just a baby step you take a baby step closer to the almighty god and you let him use you as an instrument of love and an instrument of light. Prayers for you. I hope God uses you greatly. I hope he blesses you greatly. And we will see you soon.